So your your girlfriend's been on the kick about the whole uh uh, uh what is it that a uh, that a uh, pop tart sandwich. is oh pop no, tart pop ravioli pop tarts are ravioli um yeah. so I I do this I've been doing this to the co-hosts on the the other podcast that I've been on lately okay Mammonberg they're all East Coasters already um, and East Coasters have just have it out. Just have it out for deep dish pizza. I don't understand it. Like, especially because they're all just like, oh, New York makes the best pizza. And you're like, what's well, actually Chicago? Deep dish pizza is the best pizza. And then the, the reason they, they, they argue it's not a pizza. Like, deep dish pizza right. doesn't count as pizza. Which, like, the only reason they're arguing that is because if it counts as a pizza, it wins. Right. So that's, you know, that's why they don't like so that. So you have to say it's not even a pizza. It's, it's not, not even, even a pizza. Yeah. They're but, basically saying it isn't fair. So because I assert that it's a pizza, though, I've started to piss them off by doing the whole deconstructionist route that the whole <laughs> Pop-Tart thing is arguing. So, like, I sent them, oh, fuck, it was uh, pasta with, like, marinara sauce and then, like, cheese on top. And I'm like, this is a pizza. Technically. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, here's uh mozzarella sticks with marinara sauce to dip into it. That's a pizza. <laughs> and then I broke like I got everyone really mad at me with uh with a uh, uh, grilled cheese and tomato soup is a pizza. Is a pizza? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me ask her. Hey, babe, <laughs> would you say that grilled cheese and tomato soup is a pizza? <laughs> She just said it's a deconstructed pizza. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what Josiah's saying. People are getting mad at him. I don't know what. I don't know why people are getting mad at you, man. It seems people like we've got a consensus so here. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> seems like they're in the minority. Well, that's, you know, I'm glad we tackled that. <laughs> I'm glad we went over that, too, because honestly, that's a lot of tension for you to keep inside. <laughs> yeah, I've been thinking a lot about it. <laughs> <laughs> we needed to nip that in the bud. Yeah, to get that For one sure. Are you, are you playing RimWorld while we're, while we're recording? Oh, uh, RimWorld takes less out of my CPU, so to keep my computer from killing itself, oh, I you have should Oh, you should talk about that now. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. so... <laughs> my computer has an issue in... where it doesn't work <laughs> where, it just, where it doesn't work um i built it myself which oh, i'm proud of that. but That's it doesn't great. work so i'm not that proud of it um obviously i'm using it right now but what it is is every time i have a graphics card installed it will randomly restart itself specifically when it is not playing a game um, so so literally anything else i can do i can and and it could restart like i could be watching a youtube video a twitch stream just on microsoft word it could just be sitting there idling and it'll (laughs) randomly restart itself it'll just like make a weird noise sometimes it'll just freeze up for like half second and then it'll restart so the solution solution. (laughs) is to just keep gaming gaming. you never stop (laughs) you can't stop gaming otherwise it could die at any second oh my god you imagine you you're just like you have somebody pointing a gun at the back of your head (laughs) if you stop gaming i'm going to shoot you (laughs) (laughs) you're just you're sweating bullets like trying desperately not to, you're or like, like your fiftieth hour of League of Legends. <laughs> Imagine you're like playing I can't a video do this game. Anymore. 
It's like in anime, you know, it's like, if you die in the game, you die in real life. And you're like, oh, shit, this just got real. That's the pressure I'm under 24-7. Yeah, you're living in anime. Yeah, and it only (laughs) happens when there's a graphics card in. I have done all the typical things, updated drivers, flashed the BIOS, like any, any sort of, like, thing that the casual computer repairman or casual computer builder or enthusiast uh-huh. every single thing that the guy it's just when some dude on reddit is like well have you tried this the answer is yes, yes I, i've yeah. tried it i've tried all the things and it it doesn't make any sense mm. it just it this is what it does it's what it does <sighs> well so you're running rim world in the background then that's, that's right it's just yeah. on i'm just in this in in the main menu the very oh, yeah. beginning. Oh yeah. And yeah. it's just keeping my boat afloat. Uh, that's uh the the only video content that's ever been produced for VLVC uh is that we have a YouTube channel that just has a Rimworld gameplay where Jared and I are playing Rimworld. That sounds perfect. That's, yeah. Wait, is it co op? Uh so there's a there's a mod that makes it co op. Oh okay. Um but yeah, it's not part of the like original game. And so because of that, the original canon. game has like no, yeah, they have like no, um, no promises that it will work or not, you know, fuck something right. up. So you can't, yeah. don't sue us. If there, there's some computer. weird, weird glitches that you can occasionally have, but you know, on the whole it works. On the whole, it's just fine. It's fun. Well, that's fun. I've yeah. been recently trying to get more plugged into like <laughs> co-op games, I guess. Oh, okay. Uh, well, just cause I don't know. I have games that i played and i played with like a bunch of people and now those groups are like they're kind of like running thin i have several like league of legends groups and stuff so i'm like man i need to find other gaming communities until this pandemic is finally actually over which yeah i still think could be never um (laughs) the governor of iowa said you don't have to wear masks anymore oh perfect that's that's cool (laughs) <laughs> you don't have to wear them. Have you been vaccinated? Nope. Doesn't matter. No. Nope, no. Nope, that guy nope. over there down the street is. So we're done. We're done. We got at least a couple vaccines out. So that's the thing that's been crazy is I, like I work at a cell phone store. Um, for whatever, like I see every everybody needs a cell phone, and yeah. so I see like the whole spectrum of like socioeconomic status, at least uh-huh. for the area I'm in. Um, which is very, you know, white suburban, but Uh stores that, but like you've got this random increase in the last couple months of people walking in without masks and acting like you're crazy. If you ask them to put it on or them just refusing outright. And I'm like, wow, you, you fuckers have been biding your time. And now yeah. here you all are, all at once, now at the very end, trying to just mess everything up. <laughs> yeah, we're so close to being done with this, and you have to come in. That's the 11th hour, you're going to come in here, and I literally had a man who was refusing to wear a mask, and I was the only one in the store working, and mm. so... I was like, all right, well, he's not exposing me or any other customers. So I was like, all right, I will power through. I'm getting tested soon. Like, yeah, whatever. whatever. I don't Fine. want to deal with this. Well, he le- leaves because, would you believe it, this guy has a special phone case that he bought that's military grade. <laughs> and 
um, he can't get his trade-in phone out of the case because you need a special kind of Allen wrench to get into it. Yeah, this sounds like what I would imagine someone who refuses to wear <laughs> a mask gets himself into a situation. Exactly. <laughs> imagine what he looks like, and that was exactly it. It was like, oh, um, I, I put my uh, put my phone backwards in the case, and I can't get it out. <laughs> <laughs> but So he had to go to the Home Depot across the street, or the Menards. There's a Home Depot and a Menards, both across the street. Uh, Funny how they do that. And, they always uh, do that. He is gone for like a half hour to go buy this Allen wrench that he needs to get into his phone case. And then he comes back after a half hour, which seemed long, and he says, Hey, when we go to get the mini blinds, we got to go to Home Depot, not Menards. She goes, Why? Because he's, <laughs> he's with his like fiance, wife, girlfriend, don't yeah, know. Yeah. And he, he says, Well, they threw me out of Menards because I wouldn't wear a mask. He's like, I had to go to Home Depot. <laughs> I'm like, What? <laughs> And he's talking, he's going on and on. And the thing is, these, it's the weirdest thing because they <laughs> always assume everyone around them is going to be like, yeah, oh, man, these masks sure. suck. That, we shouldn't have to oh, wear these. Those, yeah, those fascists. Yeah. 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 <laughs> They're like these weird silent majority bros who just like, mm-hmm. are like convinced that the world is with them. And it's just these, you know, elitist <laughs> children eating cabal who are running all the rules. And so they yeah. think, like, of course you're going to feel sympathy yeah. for me getting kicked out of Menards, but I'm really, over here, like, trying not to laugh. It really I'm... pisses me off that probably the one thing about the U.S. government that isn't run by a child molesting cabal is just the mask mandates. Like, that's one of the only good things the state has done in a while. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's like, the wow. one. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. Not like, you know, in the state of Iowa, like, now, if your city wants to lower the police budget, you'll lose your state funding. Like, that's not where yeah. you're like, oh, the child eating cabal at <laughs> no, work. You're yeah, like, oh, my is... God, I have to wear a mask in Macy's? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, the libs. The libs. <laughs> They're the libs. after us. Um, I should probably formally introduce the show since we're rolling. What do that's you probably true. What do you think? Well, um, welcome to Very Legal, Very Cool, a podcast that does not wear a mask. That's what I'm talking about. A podcast getting dragged out of Macy's, screaming yeah, about his what? constitutional rights. Just shopping for Macy's mask. pretty loose since you're our return guest cool uh but generally generally right now i would ask you what are you drinking i am drinking uh new glaris brewing company beer uh the that's a good one the specific kind is the two women lager uh Mm. i also have some coffee oh (laughs) and a sandwich a turkey sandwich both ends there yeah yeah i like to get the whole spectrum of foods yeah, i like to it's the uh it's <laughs> I like the, to hit all the major food groups <laughs> when i have a meal yeah no i think that makes sense those food groups being turkey beer and coffee right right it's the it's that steven is this steven wright joke the steven wright joke where it's like i got a i got a humidifier and a dehumidifier and i put them in the same room and had them fight it out uh, that's like <laughs> You with depressants and stimulants. Just <laughs> <laughs> Let them go at it. Let them go at it. Uh, let's see who wins. 
Well, t- today I'm drinking a, a Schweppes uh, ginger ale, mm. uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm eating a pumpkin muffin. Ooh, pumpkin! It's a little late in the season for that. It's very late in the season for that. But my <laughs> but my girlfriend Kelly loves making pumpkin muffins. <laughs> pumpkin muffins specifically. Yes, huh. I know. Interesting. Yeah. And I don't complain. I mean, it's a good flavor. So no. Pumpkin's I can delicious. eat that any time of the year, yeah. I've kind of just decided I need to embrace that I am a white boy and I like pumpkin flavored. Yeah, juice. pumpkin's good. Pumpkin is like objectively an awesome flavor. I think so. I don't I th- and I think it's a flavor that is also pretty difficult to screw up, which helps. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Most pumpkin it's, things taste like how you expect them and yeah. I think they taste good. I think they taste good too. Well, you know, uh, today, so today, uh, today, welcome to Very Legal, Very Cool. Today, we are joined by, of course, Leo That's uh, me. Dickens. I, was, I, was, I always hesitate with last names, but then I remembered uh, you did your full name middle also last time you were on. So <laughs> Yes, I did. Yeah, so Look Leo, Leo on Dickens YouTube. here. Please yeah. don't. <laughs> I don't uh, know what's on there. <laughs> you uh you may know uh leo from the uh the league of legends episode great episode um, the christmas episode i remember that a little bit <laughs> yeah I think we were all pretty <laughs> fucked up on that episode uh and and now whatever funny. this episode's about to be right you know whatever's uh, about to come out of this been, behemoth. been friends since babies oh hey also this is the uh this is the uh, other child in the album art for we were kids yes <laughs> yes there we go that's me i made yeah. it mm-hmm. as your claim to fame honestly a little bit man what an insane year it's been uh, <laughs> yeah. Can you believe that we're based? We're a full four months almost into into this year. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. That's this this year started. Able. This year started with like the Capitol getting stormed by rioters. Like I Which, I don't epic way to start off twenty twenty one. Yeah, very good way to start. Really I'd pleased. Mm-hmm. I got kind of worried as twenty twenty came to a close. I was like, man, you know, I'm still gonna be in quarantine even in 2021 like what am i gonna what's gonna happen that'll be fun or interesting like if i can't go mm-hmm. out and do things oh they're storming the capital perfect <laughs> like it's just yeah. <laughs> yeah, constant stream of things to marvel at yeah there's always stuff you know the suez canal thing that happens yep. you know we we had that Body McBoat face. kind of a bummer that that was all happening while i wasn't on twitter i i kind of regret that that's yeah. just what a tough time god really tested your resolve uh-huh yeah giving up twitter for lent at, at such an impeccable time for content oh i know i know it's been just like so much content over the last it has like, just thing after so thing. many things the, like yeah. the content writes itself half the time i know like the it's little amazing. nas x controversy and and whatever her name oh, gun yeah, girl yeah. wait what'd like, she do oh, oh. <laughs> so yeah this is twitter beef so it makes sense you haven't heard of it but gun girl i forget what her name is uh yeah yeah uh caitlin bennett Caitlin Bennett, that's her name. I knew a in high school. Um, yeah, I worked with her. Oh my we should probably cut that. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whoops, I knew a, someone with a similar name. Um, she was, she was, uh, she was a nice person. I don't, I, we were never friends, but but Caitlin, Caitlin Bennett. Bennett seems like yeah. not a very nice person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she. I think was 
I don't know how the beef got started. I'm assuming she provoked it. But obviously, in Lil Nas X's new music video, he he uh, dances up on Satan, which I found uh, to be wildly entertaining as I was watching <laughs> the music video. Um, <laughs> was was pretty, yeah, it was interesting. And uh, so people, and by people I mean evangelical conservatives, are mm-hmm. understandably outraged. Um, yeah. that you would depict Satan in anything other than, like, the Passion of the Christ. Yeah. And uh, that you'd depict him and, and dance up on him, and, of course, it's all horribly offensive. So Caitlin Bennett, I think, wanted to add to that discourse uh, because she has so much to add. And <laughs> Lil Nas X came back at her. And all I remember, really, from the back and forth is when she said... She made a horrible, horrible racist joke about, like him like do you still speak with your dad or something like that oh okay and it was like what like where is okay and it, of course it completely flopped and he responded and he said yep and i might fuck yours one day too <laughs> oh my god which <laughs> very funny like it's literally i boned your mom except it's i boned your dad which yeah which is like a always... classic it's a classic gender reversal of the of a classic. Yeah, uh, yes, that's... exactly. It's a it's a fresh <laughs> new take on a classic put down. Yeah, that's right. Um, and <laughs> she, I, the first thing, the reason I even stumbled on this Twitter beef was because I saw an article that says was titled "Lil Nas X <laughs> threatens to sexually assault Caitlyn Bennett's father." Yeah, in Twitter that's discourse. exactly what happened. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> and so, of course, everybody's losing their minds because he didn't do that. And she retweeted it and said the same thing, like, oh, wow, you're, you're going to sexually assault my father? How dare you? I was like, no, I'm just, your dad wants it to, like, your dad is, it's in, consensual. In this, like, <laughs> in this put down, I'm having loving, consensual sex with your father. So. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'd almost, like, I, and apparently there's an apology video, I haven't even seen it from Lil Nas X, and it's, you know, it's a meme, it's a, it's a troll, but, uh-huh. and I, I'm get I'm mean to get around and watch it, because I'm sure it's very funny, but I'm just shocked, because these are the same people who are like, oh. You don't you you wouldn't last three seconds in a Call of Duty lobby, would you? And now yeah. they're like, "You said you were gonna no. f my dad." No, I I've come to the conclusion that there's no conversation from any side of it about cancel culture that's that's inhabited in any good faith, because that's it true. always just switches back and forth on who's mad and who's not. I, I don't. I don't think there's right. any meaningful conversation about it. That's no, ever but happening. what I think the reason conservatives tend to bring it up so much more is because yeah. they have this weird silent majority, silent majority complex. Yeah, yeah. Where they like they believe that they're like it's kind of bonkers because they really do believe they're like some sort of oppressed majority. It doesn't make yeah, and it's goofy yeah. and it, it shows itself like everywhere like the moment like Lil Nas X makes a music video he twerks on Satan and everyone's like it's the death of culture and it's like wait a minute not, yeah. years ago Katy Perry had like whipped cream nipples like I don't yeah we, we, everything's the same uh no I I yeah I just don't believe that any of this happens in any good faith because like yeah like the people that were like talking about how cool Dr. Seuss was like last week yeah are now mad about Lil Nas X. I don't, 
I was, I'm so tired of it all. I, I, like, I am too. I don't know. I, and in my mind, it's like most of the time when someone gets canceled from my, you know, my perspective, um, they either deserved it to some extent, <laughs> right. like, or if they didn't deserve it, I don't usually see that big of a mob right. going after them. I think we really, really overestimate like the the cultural weight of sixteen year old Twitter users, <laughs> <laughs> like frequently. You know, it's like, oh, cancel culture came for this person because you know because a bunch of you know sixteen year old people are mad at them on Twitter. It's like, no, they didn't lose their job. Nothing happened. They just had some mean people in their replies calling them a racist. Like, right? I don't, I don't know, and, man. <laughs> and it, that's the thing that blows my mind is obviously the snowflake term is like kind of played out in ancient at this point in political yeah. discourse. But like, yeah, my how the tables have turned, right? Like we've gone right. from at the dawn of like Facebook, just constantly referring to anyone who gets offended by anything at all as a snowflake. Yeah. To now we're like, well, Gina Carano should get to. Compare anything she wants to the Holocaust and not have any repercussions. It's like, yeah. I don't know how you get there, but I mean, it's no, you just know, mentally. I, I, I don't think the, I don't think, yeah. And, and I think part of it is just genuine, generally people just aren't, aren't thinking of this. Yeah. It, I mean, I keep saying this over and over, but in good faith and, um, I don't know. There's probably like a bunch of reasons for that. And I, I can't, I, I'm always kind of analyzing it. Cause you know, like, I, I did I did comedy for a year, um, yeah. and I feel like if you do comedy, you're forced to start having an opinion on cancel culture. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, and I just always found myself going back and forth, where it's like, no, do I think somebody should like lose their job because they said like a tasteless joke when they're 13? No, I don't think that. But I don't know many cases where that's actually happening. No, mostly cases where people think that's happening. Right, and. Well- and I feel I, well, like there's a little uh, yeah. bit of a classism thing going on too. That's like kind of behind the scenes. We're like, okay, so Gina Carano. I, I'm not. I don't mean to harp on it, but her and others like her. You know, those stories yeah. of people getting canceled, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, she, you know, she starts tweeting things that people find offensive. Apparently, she's had talks with her boss about it. She does another one. She gets fired. People lose their minds. And I'm like, okay, sure. what? If even if even if let's say yeah. that it is you know not justified, it's blown out of proportion. She shouldn't have been fired. She should get to keep her job. Blah blah blah. Which I don't actually necessarily agree with, but yeah. for the sake of the argument, that happens. So many people lose their job for so much less. Yeah, like, that's like, true. No, like I've nobody's nobody's coworkers. sweeping to the defense of like the Amazon person that tried to right. unionize or something. I've had coworkers no, nobody get gives fired a shit about that. because you know the boss did not like them. Yeah, like I, I, I just recently saw a coworker get transferred to like a worse store, oh, a worse location. Man. And honestly, part of it I feel like was maybe racially motivated. I don't know, but like, not necessarily yeah. racially motivated, but like, there was definitely a, a some communication barrier and like weird mm-hmm. expectations that were not communicated well. And then like, oh, he gets unfairly transferred over. And I'm like, it ended yeah. up being fine for him. He didn't get fired. But, but I know that in other circumstances. They would have people would have gotten fired, yeah. yeah, and it would have been complete bullshit. And it's like, why are we so mad about this one woman getting fired over what is yeah. like debatedly not that bad? No, it's yeah, because it, well, the thing is, like, 
frankly, a lot of the times people are getting fired from positions that it's like, I don't know, maybe they, because of the fact that they, they'll say shit, they didn't belong in that position. And I, I don't mean that in like a, oh, they, you know, they shouldn't be given that level of authority, but it's like, no, yeah. if you're going to tell offensive jokes, like, like I tell semi offensive jokes on Twitter all the time. I know that I'm never going to work for NPR because right. of that. You know what I mean? And I don't expect to work for NPR for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same thing is like without getting into like the politics of it. Like, do you remember uh, Shane Gillis? Like, got accepted for SNL, and then um, the bunch of like old episodes of his podcast where he said the uh, like a couple couple slurs about Asians and kind of a racist joke. Um, I got dug did not up. Hear this, but I don't. I'm not it, surprised. It was a couple couple years ago. It was is this huge thing in the comedy world of just like you know, oh my god, he's canceled and stuff like that. But it's like. Man, like even even just from his perspective, assume like assume like it's fine what he said. Like he's just has an edgy sense of humor, which you know I do think he shouldn't have made the jokes. But well, right, you know. But assume that for a second. It's like, well, then what the fuck are you going to SNL for? You're not going to tell those jokes yeah. on SNL. You're not allowed. SNL right. is like a really fucking tepid, tepid liberal place. Yeah, go go hang out like on on edgy podcasts and stuff. That's right. where you're going to do well. Like Louis Louis C.K. shouldn't have worked for you know worked for SNL. Like I I don't know. Right. I feel like it's almost. I feel like it's got to be tied into like the kind of bootstrappy culture. Like uh, make something of yourself. Because anytime an individual, a high profile individual, get especially particularly when they're conservative, and they get shouted down by whatever you know, they get fired for whatever. People jump to their defense, and I think it's because their sense of injustice is just on full high red alert because yeah. they, in their minds, only you know people who pulled themselves up by their bootstraps and made something of themselves and put forth a whole lot of work and effort are people who get elevated to a high status, socioeconomic yeah. status. And so then when those people get fired for saying things, to mm-hmm. them, it's just like, Oh, you're you're spitting on, yeah. You know, hard work, right? Like, there's this yeah. woman you've destroyed her career all because she expressed her opinion. But the thing is, like those people that get fired, and I know we're, we're agreeing here, but like, yeah, you, they get fired, and then they're just gonna get hired at some fucking like yeah, edgy edgy place. And it's you not know, gonna make as much that, money, probably, but, but tough. Like they're gonna be like fine. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, because I like um. Jake Flores, a comedian I like, he's on um, uh, Goddamn America, which is a good politics podcast. Yeah. But his bit that he always does about cancel culture and stuff like that, I, I really like his his angle because he doesn't go like, oh, well, if you didn't want to get fired, don't tell racist jokes. He, he, he understands as a comedian that there are comedians that have the impulse to tell edgy jokes and there might even be a place for edgy jokes at times. But right. he's like, once you become an edgy comedian you become an edgy comedian. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, that's the consequence. You don't, you don't get to like be super like, you know, reveling in how much you piss people off and then yeah. get mad when they get pissed off at you. Like I think that was your stick. Yeah. I think it's the, the culture we're seeing the generation of people, the people most outraged are the same generation that told their kids and themselves growing up, you can be anything you want to be with enough hard work. And like, right, right. I just think that's fundamentally untrue. Right, um, no, I agree. And, and so, right now, we're kind of, I guess, seeing a reality check that's not going well. Yeah. 
It's it's the it's the Amazon unions getting shut down or like yeah. you know APAC going after some Palestinian speaker at a college like that that's the stuff that actually you know right. tends to actually ruin people's lives. Now to be clear, I think there probably is cases of somebody who might you know you know had well, some I'm joke sure. they told they were fourteen. I just I just don't think it's as common as it's made out to seem. No, and and a lot of the this... cases I think of that it did happen are like the thing that happened really wasn't that bad, and mm-hmm. and nobody involved was actually mad. And, uh, so this is my my take on on cancel culture stuff more and more to get into this specifically is I think most of what happens in these discourses is everybody imagining what other people, some guy in their head. Yeah is thinking and nobody's actually responding to anything anyone said right and the They're example making up of this, a guy to get mad about yeah and the example of this is the dr seuss thing because i was thinking a lot about the dr seuss thing when it happened because i was yeah. like you know i i have enough people on facebook and stuff i saw both sides of it and i don't know of any really any leftist to my knowledge a couple yep. like weird liberals but anyone who is mad about like about yeah about it i mean there, maybe there's a handful of like people who were like yeah there was racist caricatures in his books um in a right. few of his books but nobody but was like demanding the pulling right. the publication i didn't see any of this there were no book burnings or anything like yeah nothing happened but then because the company pulled their own thing then the you know there's like this right-wing freak out right. but um I don't know. And I, I was thinking about it because like my, my dad and I had a conversation about it because he's, you know, he's conservative and he, you know, he, he really did feel like he was like mocking some, you know, easily triggered liberal type person in his discussion. And, and, with yeah. You? Yeah. Not, not to me, but just generally his, like, oh, okay. by his like posts or whatever. He, you know, always kind of feels this way about stuff that I, I don't think. I don't, like, I don't get offended if, and, and not many other people do, when you hear, like, a baby it's cold outside. Nobody, nobody's right. freaking out about it. Right. And generally, like, all these things are things that I'd heard in the discourse for, like, five years. They, nobody was canceling baby it's cold outside, but I remember ten years ago saying, like, oh, that's got some rapey lyrics. They just right. sound kind of rapey. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it does, and, is the other thing. It does. It's, like, it's, it's fine. If you and, think and, about and, it, it's a little rapey. Like, it's. Sure. No, nobody's. And you the, can they, say, you can debate whether or not it's intended to or yeah, if it sure. matters, but, like, you can't say it just like, oh, I don't yeah. know how anyone could think that's not consensual. Sure. It's like. Yeah. yeah and, and, like, I mean, the thing is, I, I think, I don't, I think there's a, there's a way you can kind of hold two truths where you can hold, like, this piece of art is problematic, but I can still enjoy it. Or I can critique yeah. something that I enjoy. And I think, I think most people I know are, are have found a way to navigate that just fine. Um, yeah. 
but there's a there's a specific type of like I said, sixteen year old on Twitter or you know college kid that the you know is kids, like the yeah TikTok that's kids. like yeah like don't don't you know you cannot consume any art that has something problematic about it. But right. those people don't have any fucking power, man. Like they don't. I don't understand. I don't understand being that mad at them because right. I, at the end of the day, they're they're a nineteen year old kid that annoys me in my philosophy class or something. Yeah. Like they're not. They don't like. Are they no. wrong? Do they need to chill out? Do they need to change some stuff about their own behavior? Yes, sure. But it's they? just an yes. annoying. <laughs> but to act yeah. like that's you know the government bearing down on freedom or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's, Whenever... what, that's the thing that I thought was so, so fascinating about the Dr. Seuss thing is that yeah, it was 110% not public discourse that caused it. It was totally internal. This company just come comes out and says, we're going to stop producing these well, books. Which I have a strong suspicion, and I'm not alone in this, you know, that, that they did that to up sales. I was I was gonna say I'm like <laughs> yeah, I think the motivation for it is not so obvious. <laughs> no, it's not no. obviously to cater to the libs because no, it's, it never works. No. Nobody likes nobody likes the woke scolds. No, and, and, and nobody and, caters to them. You know, nobody caters to them. And when you do cater to them, it's that's not how it looks. I don't right. think it's usually pulling well, publication. Well, nobody trying to make money caters it's, to them. No, I well, I think when a when people trying to make money cater to like this moment with you know liberals or leftists, what they'll do is just try to put like um, a lot more people of color in ads yeah. and stuff like that. I don't I don't see many cases of them pulling stuff. Maybe I'm wrong. No. Maybe I'm wrong. But uh, yeah, uh, you're. Well, I think you're right. The other thing is just obviously the the real answer to people who are upset about the Dr. Seuss thing is like, yeah. we should continue to evolve our standards. And mm-hmm. so even if it is like legitimate, this company just had a meeting one day and somebody brought up, Hey, these couple of books that a guy who's now dead and who was kind of a dick in real life wrote, yeah. these two particular ones are a little, uh. yeah. And they were all like, well, we'll stop producing them. Problem solved. Like, yeah, and, and they're like they'll also not even well-read books. Like, <laughs> no, they're not nearly his most popular works. Like, not even at all. Like, all the people freaking out. I'm like, you've never read that book in your fucking life. I'm like, what are you so mad about? But no, yeah, it, it's just we should continue to evolve our standards. And if that company decided that, I think that's not a sign of anything more serious than like, yeah, they thought this was the better move. Yeah given present circumstances and i think that's fine but that's what they're mad about is that present circumstances would cause anybody to think about changing yeah. anything about how yeah. things are yeah yeah no i agree and and i think this also comes back to the kind of point that i keep thinking about that most of culture is um moved by people imagining what other people are doing um yeah because on the other hand, like them pulling the publication, there there was no mob, but it was kind of like they were preempting a mob that they thought was going to happen. Right. At some point, eventually, when some t- TikTok teen found right. old Dr. Seuss it's or like whatever. the same thing when yeah. people showed up with all their <laughs> AR-15s in these tiny ho-dunk Midwestern towns and no yeah. Antifa showed up. Yeah. It's like the yes. same stuff. I mean, yeah, it's there's a whole like kind of sense that our politics are fake now to some degree. Um, yeah. It's I don't know. Like, uh, it's all performative to some degree. Like, um, 
Oh, there's a really good piece. I'll have to dig it up and I'll put it in the show notes if I remember to find it. Um, that was like right after the Capitol and I'm blanking on who wrote it, but after the Capitol riot, their description of the storming of the Capitol was so great because it was so sad, but it, it also just kind of like captured how much there is this, there was just this politics going into this of like expecting something to happen but nobody was really going to make that happen. So they got into the Capitol and then they just kind of wandered around. And I feel like that to me, since that happened, that's been a metaphor for our politics where like, we don't really know what we want. I don't feel like many people know what they want with politics much anymore. I think, I think aspects of the left have coherent demands where they're like, well, yeah, we, I want healthcare. I want my student loan debt. Gone. We want, you know, to abolish <laughs> yeah, like, police or, or at the very least completely transform. Like, sure. And that that's there's there's coherence, you know, on, I think, elements of it. But on the whole, it feels like a lot of our culture war politics are, you know, they're they're like they're flying blind. Yeah, they're they're arguing with ghosts. You know, it's like yeah. there's nothing, nothing real to it. Um, so, because I was thinking about, I've been thinking about this a lot since Doctor Who's, like I said, I guess this is the theme of the episode. Here we <laughs> go. Cancel culture. There we oh, go. perfect. Nobody's yeah, ever done that Because nobody's before. talked about this before. <laughs> a podcast about cancel culture? <laughs> I want to. Visionary. I'm going to start a podcast called Triggered. <laughs> uh, I'll probably I'll probably have to go ahead and it's gonna be called Triggered 8, because I assume there's already several named that. <laughs> I'll jump ahead uh wow. <laughs> avoid copyright infringement you could no, go no. triggered but you could like make the the g's like dollar signs or something i don't know <laughs> yeah. and then it could all be about like you're never gonna make money unless you can stop being so triggered and that's, that's like as that's deep true. as your philosophy on money making goes but you make eight hour long episodes about it yeah no um but i was I was thinking about yeah my my more and more perspective that everybody's just kind of acting off of assuming other people are what, like there's like layers of just fakeness to everything and the best metaphor for it to me lately has been um the birds aren't real conspiracy theory yeah okay i saw your discourse about this on so i've been thinking yeah i've been thinking about this a lot so uh, this was years ago that i joined this group um there is a it's funny yeah, no, it's funny. Like forever. Okay, so actually, if you dig into it, the whole conspiracy quotes around this conspiracy theory, the birds aren't real, started because um, a guy, like a marketing guy, wanted to kind of sell some merch and dick around with this, like, you know, messing with the the discourse. Yeah, and so you know. I don't remember if he used like flyers or online posts originally or whatever, but he essentially just kind of put it out in the zeitgeist. And eventually, you know, people would hear this conspiracy theory, go, that's hilarious. Google it and then find themselves at a merch site. And so you can buy these, you could buy these shirts. I've thought about buying them forever now. I never do. Kind of sounds fun. Um, Yeah. It's, it's a funny little thing that happened, but it's evolved and, you know, more and more people are kind of ironically doing it. Right. Uh, this is different than like the Flat Earth Society, for instance, which actually had a real thing founding it. With right. birds there's are real. Actual flat earthers. There's nobody, at least to my knowledge, who nobody believes this. Right. Like <laughs> I'm know? sure there's some guy in Arkansas <laughs> who like who believes in. that birds aren't real. But well, like, it, well, and actually, there's an interesting part of this too, because um, like kind of this is a point in Adam Curtis's "Can't Get You Out of My Head," um, where the Illuminati conspiracy theory started as a joke too. 
Um, oh yeah, which is really interesting. Yeah, it was um, this group called the Discordians posted a bunch of uh, pieces in Playboy, um, and that's like the source of the Illuminati conspiracy theory. And anyway, so huh. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, whole I wouldn't thing. be shocked. No, yeah, it's it's a really fascinating. I mean, you can you can look it up. I'll put that in the show notes if I remember too. Well, uh, wow. But no, so yeah, birds aren't real. And so there's a big Facebook group that I've been in for years. Um, it's hilarious. Well, actually, no, it's not that funny of a group, to be honest. The joke gets pretty stale, <laughs> but I've just stayed in it. But what it's been for the last few months is so fucking annoying. It's been people joining the group to own us They're because really they because they think we believe it. They're and then everybody, st- everybody stays in character. And argues back, and they're arguing the most <laughs> bad faith stuff that's obviously a joke, where they're like, oh, I bet this guy who joined also thinks the earth is round. You know, like, it's all so, when you're in on the joke, so apparently a joke. Right. But the people coming in really genuinely think they're getting mobbed by it. And there's, like, this one guy that I think he I think he stopped a few weeks ago, finally, but it, and he would for a solid month. He would just keep coming in and getting dogpiled and it would just like go back and forth and rotate. And like, it just blew my mind how he felt he was dunking on someone and those right. people felt they were dunking on him and everyone just kind of looks stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like a lot of our discourse is like this now. <laughs> I think it is. I think that's kind of been one of my biggest things just as I have evolved as a person in my opinions mm-hmm. and worldviews. The thing that I think has changed the most is I'm so sick of dealing with anything hypothetical or anything yeah. that at the end of the day, it's not going to change and we can't do anything about it. And I'm not talking mm-hmm. about like, Oh, poor people exist. They're always going to exist. I mean, things like Gina Carano's fired for saying things and we're over here like losing our minds about it and it's like no, okay it's so not... immaterial yeah right it's like... so immaterial exactly it's like why are we spending so much energy on this why is this what's getting you out of bed and like mm-hmm. i feel like it's really exactly what you're saying like everyone's just kind of operating on instinct yeah but i think even maybe even more than that is is we've kind of just been conditioned for this yeah. to be like the discourse's lifestyle, the, the life way cycle. way it goes, yeah, you get mad yeah. about things, um, particularly yeah. for people who either grew up in conservative homes but are not conservative, and for mm-hmm. people who are conservative, and they're like evangelical yeah. right wingers, is because like the media you grow up consuming is like Ben Shapiro, Rush Limbaugh, Stephen Crowder, yeah, Glenn which is Beck, all, all outrage. Yeah, and all they well, do it's, is it's outrage. I, it's either outrage or making fun of people outraged. Exactly. Which is... Which is <laughs> well, yeah, and they make exactly, a living. Yeah. All of those people make a living out of finding the stupidest mofo you can find who believes something opposite of you, yeah. and then just talking about them for six hours. Like, that's what they make their careers out of. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's why Steven Crowder would go debate people on college campuses. It's because college kids... Most morons. of them are like, they're, they're idiots. I mean, and yeah, not that they're that's... idiots, but they're young. Well, yeah. Like, okay, that, that's it. I mean, they're young, and a lot of them, if they come from like these these conservative backgrounds or something like that, they have spent a year learning all these this social justice vocabulary, and they just kind yeah. of vaguely have it. 
and they're just throwing it randomly at things and then you know it's it becomes you know that they all they know is meaningless discourse they they know like oh you know is my little pony racist let's talk about it like that's all they know how to have a conversation about and that is so great for like yeah ben shapiro yeah for this kind of like steven crowder conservative fodder of of like media conservative media fodder and it's just yeah that's what it is and i feel like every time a conservative gets dunked on it's within the context of they picked a fight that they thought would be easy and it wasn't yeah like that's always what happens when a conservative gets dunked on it's like stephen crowder gets punched in the face by a union worker it's like yeah he was gonna go do his cute little song and dance that he usually does at college campuses but he did it to union workers and they beat the shit out of him and his crew and like (laughs) Like, of course. And, like, I just saw a thing where uh, in Oregon, you know, there's some Trumpian right-winger Proud Boy types were going to go demonstrate at the Capitol, you know, basically to have a presence that's uh, anti-Antifa, anti-anti-fascist. And uh, (laughs) they... They showed up, and Andy No, who we all know and love as... Yeah, great guy. Friend of the show. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. We love Andy. Um, mm-hmm. He's posting about how, you know, all these violent Antifa thugs like were being violent, and I'm I'm picking through the threads, and he's posting all these pictures, and I'm starting, I'm just finding myself laughing as I'm reading it because it's all these conservative demonstrators showing up in their personal vehicles, most of them really nice trucks, and Antifa who's showing up on foot, masked, black block, whatever, they're demolishing these people's trucks <laughs> and, and andy's like posting it and all these conservatives are just outraged and they're like how can they do this it's like well you, you... showed up to an angry mob to pick a fight and they it's, fought you it's like stepping into a boxing ring and the first day like after getting hit once you're just being like yeah. what is happening they right. can't do that so then what do they do when they get their butt whooped is, is they back up and then they just point at how terrible they're being. And it's kind of like I said to Leah the other day, I'm like, it's like, imagine you and your friends are like, we're going to go over to Tommy's house and we're going to, we're going to kick his ass. And then mm-hmm. you show up to Tommy's house and Tommy punches you all in the face and you get the shit beat out of you and you go yeah. home and you're like, God, isn't Tommy such a dick? <laughs> it's like maybe right but why would you show up to tommy's house to try and beat him up it's like that's that's just the life cycle that i'm seeing constantly is like yeah it's trying exhausting. to find these fights to, and pick them and then if you get your ass kicked you just back up and, and talk about how outraged everything is and mm-hmm. if you don't then you just sit there and make fun of them and how stupid they are yeah it yeah it, it's it's exhausting I, I don't know and i mean i participate in this discourse like oh, all the time but it's exhausting it but it's pretty fun pretty exhausting i'd say face being on facebook like as my primary social media right now that that's been a particular type of exhausting though because yeah. i i found that that's somehow there's less nuance right um i feel like a dog pile on twitter can get more out of hand than facebook but Facebook is just like, I don't know, like there's like three different positions people can hold and that's like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's either kind of like um, kind of annoying leftist who usually has good points, but they're just kind of have an annoying disposition or liberal yeah. Democrat mom 
or angry evangelical Republican. And I don't know <laughs> if there's any more types of people on Facebook. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't know either. I, yeah. But yeah, it makes me so upset because all these people I grew up with that now are either horrified at my opinions or I'm horrified at their opinions. It, yeah. Yeah. And it, I can honestly say that I think the thing that drives me the most bonkers is one spreading misinformation that could potentially actually be harmful to real life people. Yeah. Like telling people the vaccine is going to make you infertile. Like don't yeah, go on Facebook that's, and that's tell people stuff. the vaccine is going to make you infertile. That's dangerous. You're going to yeah. like somebody who's on the edge might decide not to get it then and then they get covid or they spread it to somebody else like don't mess with that. Yeah. And then it's the other side which is like just outrage and energy and like a buddy posting for the first time in months because dr seuss books are banned it's like man like why is this energizing you and i get the same thing with you know liberals leftists too but it doesn't just seem to happen as much now we're just like we're we're getting out of bed and and debating things that have no real bearing on the world yeah i yeah because I, I think generally, like, again, if you bar, like, again, like your 16-year-old leftist, you're generally most people on the left that I, at least I'm friends with are very concerned with what, like, materially affects people. Like, that's that's the thing. That's, that's and, you know, that's the basis of my politics is, you know, is doing the math that there are people starving and then we have an abundance of food. You know, like that's that's my entire logic behind my politics. Right. You know, there like, are bad it's, things it's happening that don't need to because we have the means be to fix yeah. them. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, and I I think that's what people's discourse should be about. And I think yeah, <laughs> I think we like to pretend that it used to be. Um, oh, it's never like, been. It's always been this way. Right. It's always been propaganda wars. H- however, I do think it's gotten more insane with the internet. I, I will say that's yeah. true. Um, but I think so it's just because it's yeah, because there's more people involved in the process now, and mm-hmm. it can happen at like you know we went from the, you know we we introduced the 24 hour news cycle, and so the discourse yeah. could happen for three hours rather yeah. than for a couple days. We're like thinking on this topic, you know it it yeah the the rate of discourse now is insane. Yeah, you can instantly have discourse with somebody about any topic. Yeah. You just yeah. need a computer or right. a phone right? and internet. It's actually quite a lot of stuff you need, but we all have it. But, most, but of we, most of us have those things. Yeah. Or like we know where we can go to get it. <laughs> yeah, that's, but, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's weird. I, I don't, I don't like it very much. It is very funny. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I think, yeah, I don't know. And yeah. I, it, what, I enjoy debating people online less for the like I want to win and mm. more for like I, I hope that at the end of this if I'm a dumbass and you're right that people who read this thread stop listening to me sure and what my goal is because I think that the other guy's the dumbass is I hope the people reading this I'm not I'm not actually trying to change X dude's mind mm-hmm. but the people who are reading this who are like oh I'm gonna read this thread and never like or comment yeah. I hope they read it and they're like, wow, so-and-so really got his ass whooped. Next yeah. time I see him post about the vaccine's going to make you infertile, I'm just going to ignore it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's good. You, you and I both have social media that's 
predominantly built up of like people um from evangelical worlds you know right. like backgrounds I, I, that's kind of an that's kind of an interesting thing i think we we have to work with because um it's not just like evangelicals on our feed but it's also like the types of leftists or liberals we generally have on our feed not not entirely but generally are post evangelical leftists or liberals yeah which is a whole specific type of liberal to me yeah i don't know that that's another thing i've been thinking about a lot too i think it definitely is um like yeah it definitely is and it's it's goofy it's weird i had a point that i was i was really oh yeah yeah i i'm I'm struggling to remember it now but it was like a thing that happened i think on Mm. my facebook but well i can just talk about this other thing but like you know obviously you were a part of or you saw like I recently had a big back and forth between a former, you know, uh, yeah, pastor, pastor, yeah. and it's like it got mm-hmm. really heated, and it got heated like right off the bat, and yeah. the, the yeah, discourse was a lot of. Well, I don't know. I the the finer point I'm trying to make is that what brought him there was this this sense of outrage and misrepresentation. Yeah. And, because I said, you know, oh, evangelical brand of objectification is women are women are objects because they're your future wife. Yeah, you know, yeah. not necessarily because they're a sex object, but yeah. which I don't think is that controversial of a take that that evangelicalism so has either. had a sexism problem in the last couple of decades. Well, I mean, since it's but specifically <laughs> in the happened. last few decades, I think that most devout evangelicals I know say that. Right. And, and pretty much every single one I've talked to since that back and forth has said the same. Yeah. They're like, yeah, that's a problem we're like working on usually. Right. But um, what brought him over there to, to fight about it was mm-hmm. just this sense of outrage. And I think that's kind of interesting because – the thing that has been motivating people to respond to me when I post hot takes or whatever is always outrage. Yeah. Like maybe I'm using that term too loosely, but they're mad. They like they get mad about it. And the reason I bring that up is because I feel like that almost lends legitimacy to the idea of like making hot takes and saying controversial things, but yeah. not in the way that you know, anti-cancel culture people think we should be making hot takes and controversial things. Mm-hmm. It's like, clearly, the people only ever interact with stuff if they're mad about it. Like, they, they only ever want to debate stuff when they're mad or when they think there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. And so, if the only way you're going to get people to try and fight you on a subject or try to debate you on something or expose their opinions yeah. is if they're outraged... Well, then we should be going out and making bold statements. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't think that there should be a lack of consequences for that. Uh, does that make sense? Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Because I, I had a, someone follow up with me about that. And it's someone who cares about me very much. And I was very appreciative of, of the conversation. But they called me and they the, the call evolved and it lasted like an hour. But... The initial thing was basically be careful because I see you like pushing people away almost. Mm-hmm. Like that was the tone of it. I'm being a little bit general, but right, right. And I essentially responded that I was okay with that. Yeah. Um, I was like, if, if that's what's going to happen because of the way I'm presenting this information, 
then that's fine. Like basically, mm-hmm. if they want to cancel me in their own minds, like that's okay. Like yeah. not because yeah. I want to put myself in an echo chamber, but because I'm not actually speaking to them, the outraged people. I'm yeah. speaking to everyone reading it that did not comment or like or respond. Like right. the person that called me was one of those people. Yeah. And so uh, there were consequences for the things I was saying, and that was people that I grew up with were no longer following me or interacting with me or they thought I was a dickhead or whatever. Um, right, right. And I think that was fine, but it, I feel like I'm, I'm getting away from the point, but no, you're it's good. mostly like I think we should not we should not try to seek out the outrage we should try to produce it i guess hmm. and like that might lead to more productive discourse because like i'm not going to get on facebook and say something like gina carano should never have been fired mm-hmm. and i'm not going to go on facebook and look for people saying that she should have been fired and try to fight with them yeah but i'm going to go on facebook and post things like um if you don't wear a mask in this pandemic you're an asshole like i haven't posted that but something like that Sure. And then some dude's going to come in and be like, oh, you're a sheeple. And then, boom, me getting a platform, getting a point, a, a moment to soapbox for a paragraph or mm-hmm. three about how, <laughs> like, the statistics on things and how people need to be safe and how this disproportionately impacts, like, low-income workers, this, that, and the other. And it's like, I just invited an audience that didn't agree with me into some discourse by way of, of outraging them. Yeah. I think that's fine. Yeah. But that's not what people are getting canceled for. No, no. Like, that's not what Gina Carano did. No, like she, no. She it wasn't said, starting you know, a conversation. Oh, being a conservative in America is like being a Jew in the Holocaust. Like, that's the comparison she made. <laughs> which is like, <laughs> it's so, so laughably wrong that we're laughing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like that... Her finer point there is nothing more than I, I feel like I, I feel bad about being a conservative because not many people in my industry are conservative. Sure. Like, yeah. That's the finer point. And so he, there's nothing yeah. of any substance to that debate. It's like I don't really care if she gets fired for saying that because she wasn't, she wasn't bringing anything up. Yeah, there was nothing happening yeah there's no discourse there yeah there's no discourse there she's she's effectively complaining right and like yeah but then if uh if someone comes and has a hot take i'm trying to think of a hot take that led to like real discourse Hmm. they're they're few and far between um yeah well i can make one up i guess but like someone well like like all cops are bastards let's say that that slogan if someone comes out and says that slogan and then immediately, you know, all the all the pro cop people are out here and they're, and they're ready to fight you on it. Yeah. And then you get a chance to then explain it. And the reason I think that's productive is you're not explaining it for the benefit of the guy who actually commented. You're explaining it for the benefit of the people who follow that guy or yeah. who are his buddies, who now this is conversation is going to pop up in their feed. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. It's like those are the people that y- you might actually you know nudge in one direction or another, right. or actually inform somebody about it. Um, so like, I don't want it to make it seem like 
I guess as a, as a proponent of cancel culture, mm-hmm. you, if you could even call me that, I don't want to make it seem like I think <laughs> we should be making culture. less outrageous statements. Yeah. I just think there should be a reason beyond complaining or seeking outrage. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That's good. I mean, that was basically just so much. But... No, it's good. It's good. He's <laughs> Fuck off. Get out of my life. Fuck off. Get out of my sight. Cause I don't need your BS tonight. <sighs> oh, fuck. There was uh, something I was thinking about, but I'm trying to remember what it was. No, yeah, okay, I remember, but I don't remember how it was related. Um, what was it? Yeah, so. Um, no, the podcast Know Your Enemy had a really good episode recently. Um, it yeah. was a pa- Patreon episode, so sadly I can't uh, link people to it. Mm. But um, it was about the royal family, about the whole freak out that was going on about that one. Do, do you remember that recently? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a whole mess. Um, that was but so weird. It was so it was so weird to watch constitutional conservatives defend the monarch. It, it was so weird. Uh, <laughs> Like but what are you, what are you the, gaining from this? <laughs> they, they went back though, and they were talking about uh, Princess Diana's death. Yeah. Um, and you know, at the time, uh, they, they, they were they were what they were talking about this uh, this Christopher Hitchens documentary, which yeah. is really funny because it's like one of the only ones he's ever you know Christopher Hitchens documentaries like pre Iraq War before he got really bad. So it's like actually a pretty okay movie. Sure. At least in their opinion, where he, like, man, Princess Diana is probably not even cold at this point, and he just like does a whole documentary about the weird collective mourning that just occurred, and was like, this was all bullshit, and like, as much as people hated the documentary at the time, he's kind of right because w- what yeah. he was pointing at was like how much um, the press had like stoked up this they were saying everybody is mourning princess diana but it like if you actually go back and look at it not many people really were right <laughs> it was just you kept saying it over and over and over that everybody until is it was mourning, true until it became true and and i feel like that that ha- that's i don't know that that's what i'm thinking about when i was talking about discourse stuff earlier like i i don't know that I think we have an image of what we think the masses are doing right now. Yeah. That probably doesn't line up to what the masses are actually doing right no. now. And I, part of me wonders if that's just like a product of the deep set individualism in the oh, West. Oh man, you're speaking my language right now, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, cause like you, you, you're almost, when you hold that kind of worldview, you're almost forced into thinking of everything in this us versus them mentality. Yeah. Because it, yeah. to you, it's just you against the world. Right. And like, then that ends up being extended to the people closest to you and the people around you. Mm-hmm. But we very much feel like unique individuals with our, you know, our own plans, hopes, dreams, and we'll pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and be successes or we'll be yeah. lazy good for nothings. And then you, you filter everything else through that lens 
of course you make wild assumptions about what the rest of the world yeah, thinks on a gen- topic. Yeah, the, the people generally believe. Right. And and that was that's a thing like um I don't know. I, I was this that was something I was thinking a lot about when uh when the Bernie campaign was going on and I was knocking doors and stuff like that and Yeah. You know, one one thing anyone I think who's done any canvassing for politics can tell you is that when people say that the majority of the country is conservative, they're wrong. When people say that the majority of the country is liberal or something, they're also wrong. Yeah. The majority of the country has completely nonsense political views. That, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. Y- you know, I remember one of the uh, one of the canvassers that I worked with. They uh, got somebody to like sign up and like walked into their apartment and the the dude had just this giant confederate flag but then was also like yeah i'll get on the bernie list you know like people (laughs) people do not have coherent political views at all where he'll be like yeah we need we need health care and stuff like that and it's messed up how they treat you know black people and then just have a confederate flag in the background because nobody nobody has coherent political views no and 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 i think that it's almost better to just imagine that that you know because then then you're not treating people like it's like oh if i meet some salt of the earth person they're gonna be x and y stereotype of a fox news listener that i imagine it's not they're gonna have completely it's not no you know views shaped by their life and some of those are gonna be you know left wing and some of those might be far right yeah it's 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 hard to tell like there's political intersectionality Mm-hmm. weird crazy it's crazy but, but it's just you're exactly right like it's nonsense it's all convoluted there's no like this left versus right debate is really like six dudes on either side of a fence yelling at people and a million people in between them looking mm-hmm. back and forth and forming opinions based on what they hear right right and like not and it definitely don't mean to be like doing a both sides it kind of to this like no. I, I don't think it's I definitely equal, think but, one side's more right than the other but like well, yeah I a thing I always have to remind myself whenever I kind of feel like annoyed at the left and the right is that um most of my issues with the left are just annoyances they're just like personality yeah. types that annoy me or right condescending tone of voice or whatever and most of my issues with the right are like existential issues where I think they're going to kill us all um, <laughs> <laughs> and those aren't the same ball those are not the same thing <laughs> yeah well, that's the other thing that I think is kind of made up is this idea that there's a left, right, and middle. I don't think that's true. I think uh-huh. everything's a circle. No, it's it's yeah, because it's not like the horseshoe thing. Or it's not. It's well, really, what it is is there's a bunch of different ideologies, and you can kind of merge and mix and match the ideologies. But like you know, center left and right, I, I don't think maybe those those probably aren't useful terms. I don't you know. Think, yeah, I don't think they are. I mean, they're I, they're they're what we have, and so it's what we use. But like the political compass test, when you actually start like reading political philosophy, people don't f- like land perfectly on a political compass. Like, no, at they, all, they don't. Which I also think is important because I think we've convinced ourselves, or at least they have in like evangelical circles, because that's where I grew yeah. up. And so I always right, grew both up, of us are speaking from that. Yeah. I, I always grew up being told and believing and thinking that um, you're not going to convince other people to, to see no. your point of view. And I think that, that that was probably mostly or partially informed by this bootstrappy individualism of like you have to go out and make yourself something. You can't rely on other people. Mm-hmm. I think that translated poorly over into like discourse and yeah. saying like, oh, well, you're never going to convince anybody. You're never going to be able to have a debate because people are just going to decide they believe what they believe. Yeah. And 
I don't think that's true either. No, I I think I I think yeah, no, I I think you're exactly right. Um pe- people actually can change their minds and I I think sometimes we don't we don't believe in people's ability to reason and like understand another position. There may be things about their life that's going to shut them off to a different way of looking at things, but yeah. like I I do think most people can engage with ideas uh sometimes in bad faith but at least at least they, they will engage with an idea well if you if right. you frame it in the right way when i i also think that we've convinced ourselves that change happens slowly and i also mm. don't really believe yeah, that no, that's true bu- nine that's times out of ten too. i think change yeah. happens quickly more often than not um yeah. it definitely did for me and it has for other people that i've seen change yeah um sometimes it happens in an instant you know like mm-hmm. and so yeah, and it kind of goes back to the same thing I was taught, which is that life is going to be a grind, and you have to grind more than all the other people grinding, and then right. you'll be a millionaire, and you'll be calling the shots. And it's like yeah. that same that attitude is like so pervasive that I I see people not even trying to – it's not be winsome. They're not even trying mm-hmm. to defend themselves. Right. They're just trying to make other people look like idiots. Right. And like – I say defend themselves. I mean, they're not even trying to have a reason for what they believe anymore. Yeah, no, I think that's a big problem on yeah most people I engage with. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't really know why they hold the positions they do. Yeah, it's like the, one of the worst feelings in the world is agreeing with somebody, and, and then you're both like, yeah, I, I agree on X Y Z thing, and and then you start talking to them, and you and you realize, oh, the reason they say this is so different from why I say this. Yeah. And I oh, think they're actually yeah. kind of a kind of a freaking weirdo, and they kind of scare me. Cause yeah. like, like <laughs> yeah. oh wow, well, you know, I think we should abolish the police. And it's like, yeah, I think so too. And it's like, oh great, why do you think that? And it's like, oh, well, cause you know, I want to be able to uh, uh, own own prostitutes. It's like, yeah. what? Because <laughs> I want to bring back slavery. Because I want to bring, yeah, because I think that he, anything can be property. It's like, oh, well, yeah, because. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh, great. Thank you for the discourse. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's, But that's just, that's more of a side note. Like, I hate it when I agree with somebody for wildly different reasons. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's yeah. It's the worst. I, 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 I had friends growing up that that was all the friendship was, really. Yeah, we, like, we just agreed well, with each other on everything, but, and the but you, moment you asked us why is the moment I was like, different. I don't think I like this guy. Well, yeah, and I think that's a habit. That, that's a kind of the okay, okay. This kind of leads to a point I was going to make, and then maybe we should wrap up here. But sure, um, no, like I, I was thinking about this, um, you know, from from actually because of listening to a lot of Know Your Enemy, that podcast I I just mentioned, yeah, and a lot of some reading I've been doing on like right wing thought. Um, over the past few months, it, it's become really apparent to me that most, that at least the right, I think this might be an issue on the left too, but the right wing is made up of completely nonsense political views. What that, why that I mean, by that I mean, it's like when you're talking about the right wing or conservatives, you're talking about five different ideologies or something around right. those lines. And they all have mutual enemies. They all hate yeah. the commies or they all right. hate, you know, they the all have it killers. against yeah immigrants or whatever but you know the the right is built up of like libertarians and classical liberals who are very like free market oriented yeah. but then you've got like reactionaries and traditionalists who are very like family oriented 
And those yeah. two things don't agree, actually. You know, like a libertarian wants, at least to some degree, like abortion legalized or right. uh, gay marriage legalized. And the, you know, the social conservative doesn't hold that. You know, the, the, the right is built up of complete nonsense political views. Um, like, I think, you know, I think I've mentioned this before, but, but two separate editors of the National Review both wrote books called Suicide of the West, where they yeah. were saying, like, what happened in the West and why did the West die? And one of them said because we abandoned the liberal tradition and the other said because we went too far with liberalism. So, like, <laughs> that's a great example of, like, that's the right. The left is kind of similar, um, although I think it's more constructive. I think the left is usually bound off of, like, not as much mutual enemies, but mutual goals like healthcare for all, right? you know, or something like that. Um, so I think that's more constructive, but what I was going to say is I think even like our evangelical upbringing that both you and I had, um, one of the things I think it, it did because it had this like image of like, there's the people inside, there's the, you know, the fellow churchgoers, the fellow Christians, and then that outside is that you don't see the completely bizarre diversity of most positions yeah. of like the world is like so much more intellectually diverse than we realize yep. um you know and, and most people don't i don't feel like get into the weeds with that with politics you know that right. there's you know a thousand different political ideologies that are all fighting it out at once um and and also but i i think that has like damaging things to the way we do discourse because half of the way i see discourse happen is people assuming positions the other person is holding that yeah. they might not hold and, and like relating two issues that shouldn't yeah. be related. Right. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It, it, it's like argue, arguing with somebody about, um, I don't know. I, I've met more and more people who are uh, politically, like fiscally left wing, but, uh, but con semi-conservative in their social views. Um, you know, like if you mate like a social Catholic type right yeah you know you could be like oh you love the environment you're a tree hugger you're a commie whatever and also you're a baby killer you know like trying right. to insult them as a conservative you know you're like oh you're pro light you know you're pro pro choice pro or whatever choice, and they're not they're like pro environment and pro life right and that's a position that people hold but you don't yeah real like hear people say i'm not saying that's a correct position to be clear but like, no 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 but there, the there's point a lot of complex yeah and and it particularly comes out I, evangelicals have this really bad habit of using the word christian to mean evangelical it, yeah i i can't i can't stand it it's so annoying a anytime someone says oh someone converted from catholicism to christianity i want to punch them it, that's the most they, they change no they changed denominations they they were christian right. before and they're christian now nothing anyway. really changed in but that the, regard a lot of the the ex-evangelical and post-evangelical types i see on facebook fall into that same problem yeah. um where they'll be like oh the christians are freaking out about the little nas x video and it's like well no the christians aren't freaking out the, the evangelicals, evangelicals or maybe even right-wing evangelicals because like sojourners and stuff like that are probably not yeah yeah, yeah but like wesleyans <laughs> yeah you're talking about yes a very loud group but it is a small group like yeah. it's not the entirety of the country and right i, well, I don't and know I, and i think that one of the problems is that people that fall within a group so like people that fall within the evangelical label they don't do enough to distance themselves no. from 
the differing opinions within their own group. Like that's really important with evangelicalism. Yeah. Because yeah. at the end of the day, maybe, maybe um, Tim Keller is like cool, but you know, he's still <laughs> hanging out with people who aren't cool. Right. I mean, to be clear, he also has terrible positions. Right. Himself, I don't think like, Tim Keller's cool. No, I like, don't think he's cool, but you, you know, yeah. people will be like, Oh, but you know, he, you know, he was pretty good about race stuff or whatever. And it's like, well, yeah. And fucking, he hung out with Ravi Zacharias. Right. Like, I, I don't, you know, <laughs> like, like, I'm not going to say that he also touched people, but yeah, right. He hung and, out well, with a people and, toucher, a known people toucher. And so and I'm blanking on who it was, but there was an evangelical leader who like, wouldn't let Ravi Zacharias go on tour with him because he knew about the stuff. And it's like, that sounds good at first until you think about it. And you're like, wait, he knew about it. He knew, he knew, he knew. And he didn't fucking tell anyone. Like, yep. <laughs> and that's the problem is, is like, <laughs> yeah. that's why I think outrage should be fine. So long as it ends in something productive is, mm-hmm. It will outrage people when you cl- when you <laughs> accuse Ravi Zacharias of of sexual assault. People will be outraged. Yeah. But then you get the opportunity to tell them, and by extension, the people listening, why he is a a assaulter. Like yeah, why why he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Why he's a piece of shit. Like then you get the chance. And sure, sure. So I think that's good, and but that doesn't thing. happen at least in that circle. No, like, no, that's the thing. Like I, I, but, I recognize that the opposite problem is probably true for other cultural subsets. Yeah. And so I don't want to make this seem like it's a band aid solution to the, uh-huh. the problem in, with political discourse in America. Yeah. But definitely, if you're an evangelical or in that realm, or your relatives are, and you, like you're listening to this, it's like start yeah. making people mad for the right reasons. No, I, I agree. Well, it's, and it's funny because the people who will hang out with the people who are doing the bad things, mm-hmm. uh, like they're just as bad. And so it's not yeah, just that, oh, to get rid of the weeds, we should call them out. It's also like, don't be a weed yourself. Like, right. That That's what's tricky. I think when, when you, when you, if you were raised evangelical and you start to move into that, like post evangelical or ex evangelical, like direction which i think is good in the long run um these conversations are really important to have with people um if you have the you know emotional energy to do it but i think it's also important to be really careful just just in a a sense of humility maybe um that evangelicalism is not all of christianity and part of this is because i you know a lot of this thinking about how annoying the discourse is today was just kind of came from me reading through the comment section on Facebook of this, somebody I knew who, you know, was like post evangelical and they were just like, you know, they, they were talking about how the, the Christians were freaking out about the little Nas X thing. And somebody in the comments who is not an evangelical to my knowledge, it looks like they were mainline like Episcopal or something. Yeah. We're like, I've never freaked out about that. <laughs> like, right. I have no opinion. Who are opinion. you talking about? Who are you talking to? Like, yeah. make sure you're, you know, whatever. And then they, they started fighting with them as if they had, you know, and they were like, no, I like, I don't care. That's and then, so you know, they're weird. like, oh, you know, well, I'm, you know, you know, you, Christians, I'm, I'm only going to take Christians seriously when they start acting like Christ or whatever. And it's like, yeah, sure. Fine. But w- what does that mean? mean when you say that 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 was actually what yeah frustrated me the most was um somebody was yeah somebody was like well you know i'm not gonna listen to anybody you know like any christian moralize about something 
um, if if they don't also act like Christ. And and sure, fine. But like, what what, what do you mean? mean by moralize? Because there's a lot of Christians that spend a lot of time moralizing about the environment, yeah. do, and you don't want to listen to them anymore. Like, you be careful. Be careful who you're alienating with this stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. Like, well, and I think that's the biggest thing is like you said, like approach it with humility. Is I think that's true, and I don't think that that yeah. means be less bold or make no no less bold statements or or never use a generalization. Just, just, yeah. I think it just means be prepared to one eat your words. Yeah, and 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 accept defeat with grace, I guess, and just be like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, you're right. I was misusing that term, or I, I yeah. am incorrect on X point. But also just to like think carefully about the labels you're using. Yeah. So long as you're confident about it, go ahead and use it. Yeah. 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 And and also be careful telling people to <laughs> to go figure it out for themselves, because that's another thing that I see is like when people don't want to actually engage, they'll just say, they'll just claim that you're not engaging. Yeah. And it's like, don't catch yourself doing that either. Like, right. Right. Actually, actually put forth something of substance. Don't just say, Oh, you're wrong. This is hateful. This is divisive. Uh, uh-huh. Go read Tim Keller. Yeah. <laughs> like don't, don't pull one of those. Cause like the thing that I think is hilarious is when people do that to me, I always get to respond with my favorite response, which is I've read Tim Keller and he's an asshole. Yes. And like, <laughs> oh man, no. Cause yeah, that's, that's true. There's like a lot of that condescension that goes both ways to where yeah, like, that's like what the post evangelical does it. The only thing that pisses me off is most of the post evangelicals, like going back to this age thing we mentioned are like yeah. 22 and like, just gave up their faith and figuring things out. And the someone who's like, have you thought about, you know, John Piper? Those people are like 50 and it's like, you, you know, better you've seen people do this stuff before you give somebody a little bit of a benefit of the doubt that they've actually thought about this before. they Exactly. That's another (laughs) thing is this gross assumption that people who are wrong or people who are leaving a group are people who just didn't do enough research or put in enough effort. Right. Right. That's the thing that I was taught actually about just being a Christian at all. Mm -hmm. The people who end up non-Christians were the people who gave up. Yeah. And it's like, I don't think that that's true. I don't think that's true. No, I, I, I don't. It's like, ah, you weren't strong enough to read your Bible every day, and now you're going to hell. <laughs> no, I, I think, I think with at least with Christianity, is there are tensions within Christianity that, um, well, uh, I like actually, I like how my my friend Chris put it. The guy, uh, Chris from the from the um, uh, Troubles episode, fun for the listener. Chris, uh, yeah, Chris is great, but you know he he said it about me where he, he really supported kind of me moving back toward Christianity, despite him being a atheist and former evangelical as well. And the way he put it for, for me is he's like, uh, Josiah was just able to rectify issues that I was never able to rectify. And and yeah. I think something around those lines. And I, I really liked that because it's like, there's just, there are tensions in any religious view. Yeah. And it's just whether it's not a matter of like strength or knowledge or anything. It's just whether or not someone is feels that they can work past that or not. And that's not the same yeah. for everyone, right. you know? And so it's, yeah, there's all this to just kind of point back to, there's so little benefit of the doubt given. And until yeah. someone gives you a reason to remove all doubt, 
Like, obviously, give people the benefit of the doubt that they're not an anti-vaxxer until they tell you that I'm the vaccine is going to make you infertile. And yeah. then feel free to, you know, say whatever <laughs> BS you want about them being an anti-vaxxer. But don't right. make an assumption, like, right. about that. And also remember that even if, let's say even if, you have to still ask them why. You still have to have discourse. Because, like, for some people, it's because mm. that sort of event taking a vaccine accepting medicine for free from the government yeah is traumatic because of how like horrible like those things have been for minorities in the past like yeah our country does not have a great track record with testing what? medication and like right so there's right. there's stuff like that too where it's like even if a position seems absurd and even if you genuinely think a position is wrong Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that it's not well thought out or it's not well thought out. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, Leo, um, as you know, uh, the, the guest has to give us a Patreon ad. Um, right so that just means you know i'll i'll put some music under whatever you say right now okay and it will be an ad um do you want a link to the patreon to see the tears or do you just want a wing i would love a link yeah i want to do this justice okay good good is that too much work okay there it is no no i got it i was letting it up okay perfect (laughs) to be honest i was anticipating you being like nah i don't need it (laughs) <laughs> i got this <laughs> okay here we go um all right so you all in the audience that great sea of people the masses should consider subscribing to the very legal very cool patreon there's a three five and ten dollar tier and i highly recommend the ten dollar tier Uh, mostly because the amount of sexual pleasure I got when I hit that join button was (laughs) unparalleled. And I say that as a man who's in the same room as his fiance at the moment. So you know I'm being serious when I say that, you know, when I'm sticking my neck out to say this. So honestly, do all of yourselves a favor, curl up in your favorite pair of underwear and, and go ahead and subscribe. That's right. That's right. Well, that's good. Um, oh Thank shit! You. Yeah, that was great. That was great. Um, that means I just forgot that the next that, that now we have to make fun of people on Patreon. Oh, um, I forgot about my. I'm forgetting how to do my own show. Um, Damn. Let's see. We're done with Claire. I think it's just these two now because I think. Th- okay. Okay. So we got we got two people today that, uh, uh, as was not said in the ad, but I'll. I'll ad uh if you subscribe at the ten dollar tier for a month we will make fun of you on the show give us your twitter handle and we'll we'll mock and ridicule it Uh, here's what we're working with today uh we got two people Um, let's do it we got uh emily rose reineke who was on the last episode um we got aj uh i don't know how to say this name aj (laughs) mont 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 so, because I have French brain, I don't know how to not say. Because I I see mon petit, which I don't <laughs> think is which I don't think is how they say it. Maybe they do. I don't think that's true. Perhaps. So I, I'd like to know what how to actually say it. Mont petit, uh, AJ Mont petit, uh, AJ 
Mont Pity. I might. I'll have to double check, but I think this is the last uh, episode of mocking Emily. So let's try to end it on a good note here. Who are we mocking? Uh, Emily Rose at. Emily I sent. Rose. Those are both uh, Twitter ads. Yeah. Oh, Emily Rose. She is a photographer, mm-hmm. podcaster, yep. punsmith. Yeah. And honestly, uh, the thing that I'm probably most disappointed about is when I saw Punsmith, I got really excited because I'm really into like glass blowing and forging shows, and I wanted to know, oh wow, what is a what is a Punsmith? What do they make? <laughs> And then I realized that it was just, you make shitty puns. And so I am irrationally angry because uh, I thought I was going to learn something cool, and I didn't. So thanks, Emily. <sighs> Thank you. Um, we're, we're just bones and teeth. That's a bit. That's a bit. <laughs> <laughs> we're just dramatic, bones and I'd teeth. say. That's a bit aren't dramatic. Teeth are bones, aren't they? Yeah. So it's a bit redundant also. <laughs> it's very redundant. Like some basic, uh, basic anatomy stuff, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I also recommend I know a lot looking about at bones. A, I also recommend looking at likes. That's always a good move. Yeah, I'm taking a look at that. Um, I'm finding it hard to find things here that I like disagree with. We've got a, a Seth Rogen like. Oh. Um. So there's so that. That couldn't possibly be good. No, uh, no, let's see. Not gonna read it. Oh, uh, she's never mind. she's really into B movie right now. Oh my god, the B movie. Yeah, yeah. She she kept she brought on a soundboard in the last episode and kept dropping B movie stuff. B movie, yeah. I think I might have found the inspiration for the word "just bones and teeth" thing because I've just discovered a piece of artwork oh, that I Jesus find incredibly disturbing. Christ. Did you just find it? Is it the it, like face with yeah teeth like toothy everywhere? tentacles that oh, they're geez. literally just it's all just jaws job like what is yeah this, this is this is counts as our first Twitter news also I've decided <laughs> this is insane that's terrible what is happening here in this picture it's I mean like good for the it's artist. well done yeah it's well done well done but, but I'm mortified yeah that's it says take good care of your teeth in Japanese that's what the oh <laughs> great otherwise we'll do that is that the implication that's what happens that's crazy well now i've been threatened by emily so <laughs> this is going well this is great right I'm now more i'm just feigning outrage i'm not really shit talking yeah just be mad i mean you can make things up that's you know <laughs> Uh, should I move on to... Yeah, let's... You know what? That's a... That's, we'll, we'll end it there. To Montpedit? Um, no, no. We're not talking about him. Yeah, we're talking about Mont... Mont oh, we Mont, are. Montpetit. 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 Um, again, Caleb pointed this out a couple episodes ago, but I'm still going to repeat it every time. It's a very millennial profile picture. It's like the... Yeah. It's... I don't know. It feels very 2011. You've the mustaches. Got, the wacky all, face. The... the pink mustache mask the yeah. mustache i don't know who started that trend but they yeah where everyone was really into it and it too yeah and that was a weird trend after it's why, cringy why did that why did that happen culturally for a while i remember like a brief while where like 
every girl in high school that I had a crush on would also have like drawn a mustache on their finger and put it like like they had a mustache. Yep. Yep. And it, I don't know why that was the type of people like that I was into. Like a villain to a silent movie. <laughs> yeah, that was like, that was it. That's what it was like. No, if I saw just this face mask and, and someone asked me like, oh, hey, um, describe this person. Mm-hmm. I would probably guess, okay, they've probably, they've, they're probably 13, almost 14, but still mm. in freshman class in high school. Um, they, they wear a lot of, of really bright colors. They probably wear knee-high socks, um, but it doesn't really work. Uh, At at one point, they probably dabbled in in My Little Pony or Bratz dolls, but briefly, they probably weigh like six pounds soaking wet. That's how I would describe (laughs) it. But then then I pull up the rest of the picture, and I'm like, oh, that is not who this is. This is just some some white guy, some man. (laughs) Yep, yeah, that's... That is it. Winking at me too, winking, as if yeah. like, gotcha. I'm not a 13 year old girl who likes My Little Pony. <laughs> and he did. He got me. Yeah. It honestly could just be like a really, really scrawny 13 year old. It could also. It could also be. Also that. likes My Little Pony. It could also be that. Could be a brony. I bet he is a brony. That's what it is. I'm getting brony vibes. Are you getting brony vibes? I, I got some I got some brony vibes. Okay. Yeah, we can go glad with I'm, that. You know? <laughs> I'm glad I'm not alone. Uh, well, you know what? Well, I think that's a good note with with good old AJ. We'll we'll get some more railing into him over the next couple episodes here. Perfect. Um, which now right, brings AJ, us to our next segment. We'll go pretty quickly here, which is Twitter news. But I don't news. I don't we don't have a we don't have a soundboard because Jared's on hiatus. Oh. So. Welcome to Twitter News. Um, I thought we could just briefly mention the thing that we kind of thought we were going to talk about, but then ended up not talking much about. Perfect. Which is these weird fucking Amazon fake bot accounts. Yeah. <laughs> what is going on with these? Honestly, the end times. That's what it is. Because uh, the thing that scares me is the thought that Half of them are not actually bots. They're just real people that are so brainwashed yeah. <laughs> that they really think that these things they're saying are true. That's yeah. the, maybe the scarier that's, that's part. That's what's hard to tell. So th- this first one comes from Amazon News, where they were like, uh, "This isn't a bot, but it's you know it's related." It comes from at Amazon News, where they were like, I- "I'm not going to read the tweet, but basically they started arguing with uh, a representative uh, in." It- about labor law and they're basically like oh you don't actually believe the whole peeing and bottles on breaks thing do you and i'm like yeah i do because i do <laughs> a I lot do. of your workers have attested to this happening I, <laughs> dude there there are two modes in the corporate world as as a a, a working class guy there's two modes there's you gotta go on your fucking break right now you little shit or i'm gonna beat the crap out of you go on your fucking break <laughs> or there's where are you going what do you need yeah why are we in the bathroom that long where did it yeah. there's what, there's what no in either they're being audited by osha or they're not yep those are those are the two modes and so i 100 percent believe in yes. pissing in bottles on on your shift no i i absolutely do here's um 
another tweet really quickly from from friend of the show dean detloff from the magnificast everyone should listen to it um anyway uh, where he's just like, yeah, uh, uh-oh, how many of these workers are lying? And attached, like, four different headlines about this thing that had been confirmed. Like, they're just straight up lying on Amazon uh, News. It's just um, crazy. Now, you, you mentioned you didn't believe these pe- You believe some of these people are real, and I think that might be true. But uh, luckily, this guy wasn't. So, Bert? from at Tim J. Sully. <laughs> I saw this dude. <laughs> At uh, OK4AT doesn't exist anymore. It's been suspended since. But he uh, (laughs) was like, here's here's his tweet. He said, uh, unions are good for some companies, but I don't want to have to shell out hundreds a month just for lawyers. Uh. Hashtag Amazon unions. And then somebody just like backwards, like searched his profile picture. It's literally the guy from Dude Perfect. They're like, they're content. He's content creator. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, geez. yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I I think it's great. Like, at yes, first you're like, amazing. who's this guy, Bert? And then you're like, that guy looks familiar. Very Wait, familiar. Let me yeah. reverse image search this. Uh, so uh, Tim Tim Sully is the one who uh, who looked that up. But that's pretty good. So that's, good you job, know, Tim. that's what's going on with Amazon right now. Pretty <laughs> uh, Orwellian, you might say. It really is. Unlike who, the Gina Carano the- firing. Who are the people who run those kinds of accounts? Like even, you know, really like the weird, know. the weird Twitter accounts, like, uh, like, like Twitter owned Twitter accounts that'll be like, uh, you know, we're the, the Twitter, uh, Latino Republicans or something like that. <laughs> people who work for, you know, Twitter who fall into that demographic, and I'll just like find that and just be really baffled, like where, why they they have this specific thing. Where did this I, come from? Who who is this for? Or like it'll be like Twitter positivity. I don't remember the actual name of it, but I remember seeing that one, and it was just po- posting like you know, oh yeah, you know, uh, d- d- everyone needs to do self care, and uh, and like that's fine, but like tw- <laughs> Twitter, where, where is what this are you not a fan of self care? Who Josiah? is this for? <laughs> the people <laughs> not taking care of themselves. I guess. Uh, I feel weird, like weird corporate stuff. I man. get the I same know. weird feeling when like someone accidentally posts not on their alt and they open up whatever post with like <laughs> as a gay black Native American. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that man, happens. Woman, whatever. <laughs> Uh, I really, really also think that a- Asian people are bad, and and that's coming straight from <laughs> as minority a voice as I could come up with in this moment. Yep. And it's yep. like, well, your profile says you're Judy, and you're 60 <laughs> years old, and you're I'm from blanking Tulsa, on I'm blanking Oklahoma. on who did that, but they did, but that did happen. I'm I'm blanking on who it was that did that. Where like. It's a bigger, bigger name, and I'm blanking like a big blog. It guy. was like, yeah, it was a verified account. Um, yeah, I mean that it. stuff happens all the time. I know, but it was so funny when he replied to his own tweet with, "As a black man, I agree." <laughs> <laughs> Damn, it's like the opposite yeah. of making up a guy to be mad about. <laughs> making up a guy who agrees with me. <laughs> 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 and that's what Amazon has been having to do is just create a bunch of guys that agree with them. That's so true. That's kind of sad. That's too bad. Man, I, Jeff I Bezos love that. is on Twitter furiously typing Being away. So so much of an asshole. 
that you have to start making alternate Twitter accounts <laughs> that like stick up for you. <laughs> God, all these alts that are like the Elon Musk fanboys, but for you, I'm gonna do this when I get back on Twitter, <laughs> dude. I <laughs> I'm gonna start posting the worst shit. Like you guys don't even know how bad it'll get, and there'll be like five <laughs> accounts that are like stock images. Like a very diverse cast. They're like, great tweet, Josiah. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. I just the other day was oppressed by an Asian <laughs> child, and I agree. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, that's been Twitter news. That means we just uh, plug some stuff and then get out of here. Cool. Well,. You go first while I yeah. think of something. Yeah. So, you know, you can follow me at Josiah W. Sutton on Twitter. And uh, I plug in RimWorld because nice. instead of uh, doing all of the ungodly amounts of homework that I have to do right now, I've instead uh, gotten back into RimWorld. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> if you play RimWorld, you don't have to do homework. Oh, uh, I also, no, this is a dumb plug because most people who listen to this show already do this, but I'm plugging Overcast, uh, the podcast listening app, because I finally have given up using the Apple Podcasts app and I moved to (laughs) Overcast. Um, One thing I think is funny is if you have the free version of Overcast, there's like a little ad under, you know, under the podcasts. It's like not super intrusive, so it's not a, you know, it, it isn't that bad. Yeah. Um. But uh, when I was listening to like NPR, like uh, up first from NPR, the ad below was like, you know, if you like this, you should check out Pop Culture Happy Hour, which is, you know, another NPR show. And so then I went to VLVC and I was like, I wonder what it's going to recommend for that. And so I, you know, I clicked on an episode of VLVC and started listening and it said, uh, you know, you should check out Three Cops Talk, the police podcast. Uh (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, what the fuck? Honestly, I'd listen. Just if I ever was in the mood to be outraged. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, plug. I'd like to plug um, uh, trolling people online uh, from your <laughs> personal account, even. Um, just yeah. getting people to uh, get mad at you, and, and all you're doing is, is trying to make them mad. Um, I'd like to plug that. Don't overdo it. Um, yeah, it's easy to overdo, but like Just I be had normal a, about it. I had um, a speaking of cops, I had a cop and, and I'm showing my feed, and he was talking about how you know ah oh, yeah so it's, cancel culture is so terrible. My buddy uh-huh. you know told somebody to to go fuck themselves the other day and he actually got sent to internal <laughs> affairs and uh, i just think that's ridiculous you know you can get fired for anything these days and i was just like if i told a customer to go fuck themselves i'd be fired on the spot so i don't really feel bad about internal affairs he was like no well it's not every department but blah 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 blah. and i was just like uh i just kept saying yeah yeah no for sure dude it's really tough like the other day my coworker was fired for uh you know not being white <laughs> And then he's like, oh, well, I can't have any discourse with you. You're just being ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's never like, happened. Right. Before. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. So that was fun. <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd like to plug the game Conqueror's Blade. I've been playing that recently. 
Uh, someone yeah. told me that it downloads malware to your computer. I can't confirm or deny that. Do your own research. Um, <laughs> but it's a pretty fun game. Uh, I'd I'd also like to plug joining onto a forum or Discord and scrolling to the very beginning and just seeing what's there. Uh, for example, I scrolled to the very beginning of this Discord. And all it says is fluffy yellow socks hopped into the server. And then it's Josiah saying, join voice. He said, I'm ready to go whenever you are. No rush, though. And then it's this bustle article talking about the nutritional aspects of semen. (laughs) Uh, The first line is, semen is not only nutritious, but it also has a wonderful texture and amazing cooking properties. This is an old... old josiah bit that i i was yeah. doing right before the podcast started so i never did on the podcast we're, we're not gonna get into this we're not gonna get another, into it but another episode I will if you want to dig up it. some some little nuggets some little intrigue nuggets uh just scroll to the beginning of discords that you were not originally a part of a yeah that's true and, and you get the whole thing where they're like ah should we add that jerk <laughs> you get to like see where they're right talking about you you're in. <laughs> scroll to the beginning of the group chat you just got added to get all the tea it's a good time that's a good time all right well uh thank you for listening to very legal very cool uh an episode about being mad online um i've been josiah sutton uh, the music is a garage band loop that I stuck a drum beat behind, and you can follow nice. us at the legal the cool pod on Twitter or a bunch of other stuff that's in the show notes. Also, email us at very legal very or hello at very legal very dot cool. I think that's it. It doesn't matter. It's fine.